Hey there, horror movie tea sippers. The following podcast episode will contain spoilers for the movie we are about to review. If you have not seen the movie and do not wish to have anything ruined prematurely, please do not continue to watch or listen until you have seen the movie. And welcome to the Horror Movie Tea Podcast. Today is our hundredth episode. I cannot believe that we've recorded a hundred of these things. I can't either. We've watched a hundred, more than a hundred movies. We've had some bonus episodes. Yeah. We've watched over a hundred horror movies for you people. <laughs> I mean, it's mainly for us, to be mostly fair. Mostly for us. <laughs> it's mostly for us. It was mostly for us. <laughs> uh, but, yes, to celebrate our hundredth episode, we wanted to do... A iconic classic. Yes. Which was The Thing, the original one that came out in 1982. That's had to do something special. Yes. John Carpenter's The Thing. So, but before we get into the review, let's grab our cups and talk about tea. So, we finally finished our cups from the last episode. We've been busy little bees. Yes, we've been busy little bees. Um, So today I am drinking the Republic of Tea again, breaking through that that holiday assortment they got. I'm drinking the Cinnamon Vanilla Tea. It's got, where's the, yeah, it's got rubose, cinnamon, and vanilla flavors. Sounds tasty. I have got another Republic of Tea. Eventually, we'll have tried everything. Yeah. It'll it'll be a few sessions before. Yes. <laughs> God, this 110 brews 50 cups. Yeah, it's got 50 bags in it. Yeah. So this is the Comfort and Joy Tea Holiday Spice Blend. Because as we're recording this, it's not quite Christmas. It smells so good, though. It does. It really does. And it's got black tea, cinnamon, natural flavor, cloves, licorice root, and apple bits. I'm hoping, like most teas that have licorice root, you can't really taste it. Oh, you're not a licorice fan? I hate licorice. Then why'd you choose the tea? Because most teas that have it in it, you can't actually taste it. And I'm hoping Mm. that remains the case here. (laughs) Everything else looks delicious, and it smells great, so... Judging by the smell, it will end very, very pleasantly for me. I hope it's... It smells really good. It really does. It smells like holiday tea. It does. Which, I don't know. I feel like it's acceptable to drink holiday tea. I think it's acceptable to drink holiday tea or even keep your Christmas decorations out until... Until the end of January. At that, That's like the hard cutoff. Well, because it's, for me... The tea, yes. Tea is good anytime. I do not limit tea. But the decorations? The reason being, at least in my mind, it's like Texas, we really don't have a winter. And so I very much associate winter equals Christmas. So it's a, So whenever Christmas ends, it's this very weird purgatory where i'm like it's still cold it should still be christmas and yet a lot of times it's actually not cold until february yeah Yeah. i have started to associate valentine's day with winter because there have been years where we actually have ice 
mixed with snow. <laughs> we don't get straight up snow here. Not very often. That's not no. a thing. We get sleet. Yeah. Which is less fun. And makes for very painful snowball fights. <laughs> yeah. But for our tea sippers out there, brew yourself a cup of tea, sit back, relax, and we hope you enjoy the review. So, the thing. I don't have to say much for this one, but essentially this alien crashes into Antarctica. And a previous research center had encountered that they essentially like unfroze this creature to study it and it goes haywire but all you see is the last like remaining surviving people and what happens to them as they're trying to like finish it off and so this other research team is like what the heck's going on and this thing can absorb and imitate whatever they consumed and so it's this cool psychological like who who is the monster and the original among us yeah, yeah. It is a research center that they have tasks. We don't necessarily see them perform those tasks. Some of them, though. Yeah. But they have tasks, and they're trying to figure out who is not who they're supposed to be. That's actually funny. It's the original Among Us. Yes. <laughs> In movie form. Yes. <laughs> but entertainment i rated this movie a 7.5 but it's really hard it's like there there's so many different layers to this movie i think that's why i had kind of a lot of trouble figuring out what exactly i want to say about it it's like comparing sense of the john carpenter movie comparing this movie to halloween i can definitively say that halloween is better which is why i only rated the thing 7.5 But this is legitimately a very good movie. And I really like the element of you don't know who is actually uh, infected. And there's actually a lot of like surprises on who actually is. Like it's not that predictable of a movie if you've never seen it before. And just the, the wrap up is ominous like there's a lot of questions left but it doesn't leave you completely unsatisfied it's just kind of like oh shit like that's the end of their story but is it really the end Mm -hmm. and it's like the pacing is just right like there there's it's really hard for me to nitpick this movie because even though I think it's really the concept that brings it down to a 0.5 versus like Halloween. I don't know. It's hard to explain. But it, it, to me, it just doesn't feel quite as strong of a movie. But it's still a very good movie. I have very little complaints. <laughs> the effects are oogie. They oog me out. I don't recommend eating while <laughs> watching this movie. Chicken. <laughs> Not chicken. I just get grossed you, you out. You a little bit. I just just get grossed out. That doesn't get mean a I'm a wuss. Stomach, bro. But but anyways, <laughs> that's toxic masculinity, Jess, <laughs> and I won't have it on this podcast. <laughs> but anyway, because you have a weak stomach. <laughs> she's she's never been really much one for gore, anyway. So yeah, it, it's not. There's a little bit of gore. But it's like, this is honestly a a gory movie that I would gravitate and watch. Mm -hmm. So, very good movie, very well done. The gore has a purpose. Yes. It's not gore for the sake of gore, it's gore with a purpose. Yeah, so... There's a difference. (laughs) 
And it's like, it's, yeah, it's just very hard to put my finger on what quite doesn't bring this movie up to an eight for me, but yeah. So I'm honestly still a little torn. It's really hard for me to watch this movie without the nostalgia glasses, because I actually did grow up with this movie. (laughs) Interpret that how you will. Yeah, I think you were actually the first person to show the movie to me. Yes. And that was just a couple years ago. Yep. Yeah. So I did not have the nostalgia glasses. But I watched this as a kid. (laughs) I have questions about... Anyways, we're not going to go there. But it's a good movie. It is a good movie. It is movie. a really good movie. It's a very interesting story. It's a really good creature feature. Mm. And those are hard to do well, I feel like. Yeah. Especially since this movie actually does show the thing <laughs> the thing a lot. They do it well. Yeah, and it's a, it's such an, an alien thing. Like, it keeps yes. constantly shape-shifting, so it's and not like when you see it. it, it's not, like, revealing the whole creature. Yes. Like, it keeps you guessing what it can do. And it keeps changing, so you don't have an image of, in your mind of, oh, it should actually look like this. They did this wrong. This texture is incorrect. It's none of that. It keeps changing, so you don't have a set thing in your mind of what it should or should not look like. Which I appreciate. And other creature features, if they show it too much, it usually destroys the whole movie for us. Like, they don't do it well enough. Either it's too CG or it's not CG enough where, like, the materials they use are just crap. Or this, that, or the other. It's just, it falls really short in a lot of other creature features when they show it too much. This one, they do it very artfully. And while you can tell a lot of times that it's definitely fake, it is dated. It is a dated movie. Yeah. It's an 80s movie. But they still do it very, very well. And for the most part, it is still fairly believable, setting aside that, you know, an alien came that can absorb and imitate us and other organic matter. So, it does leave us with several questions, those of us that like to nitpick, of realism especially, (laughs) (laughs) how things do or do not do, but on the whole, a lot of it is well done. They do ask a lot of really good questions, they make a lot of really good moves, the people that are still alive. They're intelligent. They're intelligent. So it's it's very interesting to see this kind of movie. It's also one of the very few horror movies that, one, have no women at all, and two, therefore, have no sex. <laughs> I mean, they could still technically have sex, but they, uh, in the I movie, know. they did not have I know, sex. <laughs> but it's the 80s, and it was, like, just before, I think, the time when that was one of the tropes of a horror movie, even with creature features. So it's just rare, especially nowadays, to see a horror movie that is a male completely cast. Well, no, sorry. Now, talking about the trope, I mean, Halloween came before that, Mm -hmm. and there is sex in that movie. Really, I feel like that started the the sex trope. And then also Friday the 13th, or sorry, uh, Nightmare on Elm Street, that has... And Friday the 13th also. 
Yeah, so all of those came out yeah. before this movie, and they really started the... It was around the same time. I don't think it had caught on fully yet as an actual trope. It became a trope a little bit later, but... It was starting. It was starting. <laughs> so it was just unusual to see... Again, it was mostly just the all-male cast, which I guess, to be fair, they were in a research center in Antarctica. So... Take that as you will. It was unusual. But, again, really well done movie. A lot of actual common sense, yeah. which we appreciate. Yeah, it's like, this is how you do a horror movie and a yes! creature feature. <laughs> yes! A lot of good moves. There's a lot of suspense in it. You're really trying to figure out who is uh, infected or who's, you know, the imposter. <laughs> and who is still human and wondering how they're able to get out of the situation if they're going to make it out alive. So it's, it's really well done, but again, dated, I have a lot of questions and I'm trying not to look at it through the nostalgia filter. So I'm going to give it a 7.25. Oh, that's interesting. I was going to give it a seven, but I can't. <laughs> I, I can't give it lower than a 7.25, honestly. Well, why not a 7.5? Because it's not quite there. <laughs> I have questions. <laughs> I can't turn it off. <laughs> and I'm also, again, trying not to have the nostalgia glasses dictate it. Going it's hard, too though. High. It's really hard. It's really hard not to do that. I do really, really, really like this movie. It's a very interesting movie. But... At the same time, it's not the first one I would grab when going for a horror movie. That being said, if it's on, I'm going to watch it. <laughs> I'm definitely going to watch it. And if someone says, let's watch the thing, I'm going to be that person. Hell yeah. <laughs> let's do this. Yeah, like, it's not my go-to horror movie, but, you know, I'm not a huge fan of creature features. So if I was in the mood for a creature feature type of film... This would probably be one of the first ones. This I'd is grab. definitely one of the better ones. I yeah. do like creature features. I just there's a very fine line they between get cheesy fast. They do. Between it being too cheesy and not, you know, not quite there. Like the believable factor versus not you're remotely believable. Yeah. And the showing it too much and not quite enough. There's a very fine line there. So, and it's usually, like, you need to err more on the side of, you know, not showing it that much for it to work really well. Yeah. So. so. Yep. But that's what I got on the entertainment, if you want to go ahead to realism. Yep. So, for realism, I gave it a four. And it, it's, like, comparing to the, the previous movies that we've watched, it is by far... I mean, all of them technically, well, aside from that end, is, like, plausible-ish. But, um, I mean, it's like this one, even though the convenience of the... I just burned my tongue. Oh. This is fine. Hi, Sawi. wasn't your doing. <laughs> sorry, I know. <laughs> sorry. <laughs> well, because I feel bad. I don't want you to... It was my stupid <laughs> fault drinking it too early. Continue. <laughs> that is... <laughs> Okay, madam. <laughs> Jesus. Um, 
<laughs> what little bit I did taste was good, though. Okay, well, that's good. <laughs> you're, you're like, no. <laughs> um, <laughs> with the taste buds I didn't burn off, <laughs> it tasted good. It's fine. But the, um, but it's like the, the likelihood of an alien be able to do what it's able to do is pretty, pretty, pretty out there. But I mean, like the, the way that the characters reacted was pretty realistic. Um, the gore and all of that wasn't completely ridiculous. Um, I know Jess will probably talk about the the dog scene. Yep. I forgot to mention that in the entertainment. I did take off points for dog death and for book death. (laughs) It hurt my heart when the flamethrower went straight for the books. Books can be replaced, though. Yes. But it doesn't make it right. (laughs) (laughs) But um, make it much easier. The dogs, I was definitely a lot more upset about, though. Yeah, that's not okay. Hopefully, yeah. Like that compared to the Bucksy (laughs) Bar. But I remembered the dog death because it was so traumatic. So (laughs) I had forgotten about the books, and it just hurts. Uh, But anyways, um, but it's like yeah, the character reactions, the the variment of the different characters or the variedness of the different characters was pretty good. I mean, John Carpenter, he writes some pretty realistic characters. Like they're not they're not bland characters no, and they're, they're varied not and they're believable. Yeah, and they're not they're very realistic in how varied and how varied they are. <laughs> but they're not like the normal movie trope where they're like so different that... They're not the cookie cutter ones. <laughs> not like Power Rangers where they're like, you're going to wear that color, you're going to wear that color. And that's the way people are going to tell you the part. <laughs> but um, And it's not the set tropes of you're the stupid one, you're the geek, you're the comic relief, you're the jock. Yeah. It's not that. It's yeah. very... Like, these are real human beings, Like, realistically varied. <laughs> yes. Yes. Which was... Which was... It's a breath of fresh air. Yeah. You don't see that in many horror movies. I don't know why horror movies started making all of these trope characters rather than, like, realistic, believable, sympathetic characters. I, I feel like that's part of the reason why we end up being so bad with names. Because we see the same personalities in so many different movies that yeah. we just can't be bothered anymore to remember their names. I am just bad with names in general. That but, too. But still. But yeah. I feel like that's a factor. So that that's my general thoughts of realism. It's a... Like I said, there's so many different layers of this movie because you've got the creature feature uh, aspect. And then on top of that, you've got the psychology of that. And then you've got like the, the the emotional trauma of these characters going through what they're going through. And then ultimately deciding, you know, they're more than likely going to die, but they're not going to let the creature be able to freeze itself because it will essentially destroy humanity in a very quick <laughs> amount of time. Well. It's a 27,000 hours. Yeah, that's not quick, but... Isn't that six months a year? (laughs) I'm bad at math. Don't judge me. We should have looked that up beforehand. Yep. Anyway, 27,000 hours, whatever that translates to. 
it's a quick it's a quick enough time for me but um i considered quick to be like the matter of days to maybe a couple weeks yeah see for the entire world even like at a year is fast it assimilates at the rate it assimilates well i'm I'm not going off of that. I'm saying you're you you gave me the definition as quick within a couple of days mm-hmm. to a couple of weeks. I'm saying with the billions of people in the world, quick to me would be like a year. Months to a year. Possibly. So but anyways, that's realism for me. What would you rate it? <laughs> My initial rating was a four, but more and more I'm leaning toward a three point five. Okay. I just, I can't, even setting aside the, you know, alien crash landing in Antarctica, freezing for however long, they guesstimated, I think, in the movie, a few thousand years or something like that. Which, I don't know where they got that. I have no idea where they got that. Maybe how deep it was in the snow? I don't know. Which, judging by the cutout when they went to go look, it wasn't that deep in the snow. Yeah, that's true. It was a big creature. That is very true. And, and plus the impact of the spaceship landing. I mean, it's going to burrow itself into the yeah. ground a bit. Yeah. So. Especially if it crash landed. Yeah. So it wasn't that deep. So I don't know where they got that number. And I was a little confused by that. Um. Also, let's just start at the beginning, shall we? Uh-oh. <laughs> let's just start at the beginning. Uh-oh. <laughs> I am a klutz myself. I am very clumsy. I trip over air. I drop things for no reason without meaning to. But if I drop a grenade, I sure as shit am not going after it. In the snow especially. No, it's gone. You leave the area. No, the guy that dives after it. I'm sorry. What the hell are you on? Yeah, like, what is snow going to do? No. No. Just fucking run. Nope, you're not going to find it in time. If you happen to find it, it would have been just in time for it to go off in your hand. Well, he wasn't. He was burying it. I think he was trying to lessen the explosion. It looked more like he was trying to find it. No, because the thing was right there and he covered it. Like, he covers it. Well, then he's even more stupid, because powdery snow is going to do fuck all <laughs> against that. Yeah, I don't know what he was thinking. Yeah, no, it was stupidity. That's what was happening. Yeah, no matter what he was trying to do, it was stupid. Yes. You don't go towards the explosives. You leave. You leave. <laughs> you run away. Yeah. You leave and continue on your mission. <laughs> that didn't make that much sense. It's actually kind of a funny death, just how stupid it was. I don't understand. I really don't. I also don't understand how they kept ragging on Windows. First of all, his name was Windows. And second, they kept ragging on him for not being able to get anyone on comms when he says in the beginning he has not been able to get a hold of anyone for at least two weeks. Two weeks! Yeah. So he is trying to get people on comms, and it's not working. So there's not much he can do. If the machine is not reaching anyone, if no one's in range, no one's answering, even if they are in range, then there's nothing he can do about it. That was accurate, though, when he said there is a snowstorm coming in, so 
there's going to be even less that he could try. <laughs> like, yeah. once the snow hits, there are no comms. <laughs> Whether someone's in range or not, it's not going to work. Going back to the part where the guy blows himself up, um, whenever the guy, like, punches through the window, yes. that, it should not have been that mm-hmm. easy, especially since they were in Antarctica. Like, it would have been... Way more insulated, probably like double, maybe triple paint, especially for that time. Yes. Like, nope, not going to. Yeah, nope. they're going to have either multiple windows if they need to or much, much thicker glass. Yep. They're not going to be able to break it like it's a freaking dollar store plate. Yep. So, no. <laughs> they do ask some good questions again, which I do appreciate, you know, when they go to the Norwegian base where the initial survivors came from trying to kill the the thing that's looking like a dog, they find the block of ice that clearly something was in. Clearly they were thawing it for some reason. They find a bunch of research and take it back. Someone's like, something. maybe they found a fossil or something that was in this ice, and he asks, then where is it? (laughs) And then they start making good judgments, for the most part, of, you know, the, the guy that is looking at how the organism reacts to other organic matter, specifically the dog cells, and seeing how it takes over and imitates the cells and continues. It doesn't stop at just imitating. It continues to assimilate all of the other cells nearby. And then running the the approximation of if it gets out of this area, if it gets to a population, how long will it take for it to potentially take over everywhere. So when he does that, he makes the good decision, albeit kind of, you know, glass completely full decision of destroying all manner of transportation and comms so that there is no way this thing is escaping unless they fail to kill it and it freezes. And then the rescue team comes. I do wish that he had left some manner of communication behind, letting them know if they didn't make it, this is what happens. If you find this thing, kill it with fire. Yeah. (laughs) Like, no touchy, (laughs) just burn. Don't try to ask (laughs) questions. Don't try to analyze it or anything. experiment with it. Just nope. Just destroy. (laughs) Just nope it out of existence. (laughs) And call it a day. (laughs) Bury the rest of it if you have to, but no touchy. (laughs) So I do wish they took it a step further there. I don't understand why, again, when they went to the the Norwegian base, when they found the burnt monstrosity, (laughs) the remains of what was part of the thing from the, the initial base that it had destroyed, when they brought it back... It had been sitting out in the elements in Antarctica for however long, at least an hour, because they said it takes an hour to get from their base to the Norwegian base and another hour back. So it was sitting there for at least, at least an hour, probably closer to two because the the Norwegian survivors had run the dog all the way over to that other base, shooting the entire way. And so it had been sitting out and freezing elements, smoldering the entire time. They dig it out of the snow that it's apparently stuck to because they required shovels. 
and put it on their helicopter and flew back. It might have been slightly warmer in the helicopter, but it still would have been freaking cold. Back to base. Another hour on the way there. Brought it into the base, opened it up, and it's still smoldering and smoking. If it was hot enough to still be smoking three hours later, plus, it would have been dust. I feel like. Even with as juicy as it was. I feel like that would have been like thermite or something of the like. And it would have... Or napalm. And it would have just been dust or complete mush. Just saying. But my biggest pet peeve of the whole thing, I can set aside a lot for this movie. I really can, especially considering it's an alien organism. We don't know that much about it. But I don't understand nor accept how it can absorb memories. It can mimic. It showed that very clearly. And I can understand how it would be able to mimic certain facial expressions, especially by observation, and how people move, but not speech patterns, which also indicate familiarity, and how the base is laid out, how things work, how speech works. Yeah, how language works. What the language means, (laughs) that's a bit too far of a stretch for me. That's true. Like, it would have been more realistic is if, yes, it could imitate people, but just, like, wouldn't talk. Like, yeah. it'd find ways to blend in without yes. making conversation. It, it would stay more in the background. And there are several scenes where someone who has been taken over talks. That's a good point. I didn't think about that. Mm-hmm. So that's the biggest pet peeve that I have with this movie is... I can accept and understand it imitating other things, but I cannot I cannot stretch it enough for it to be believable that it can absorb and process memories and functional speech and how certain things work. It's a completely different planet, and it's been in the ice for apparently a few thousand years. So, no. Respectfully, no. (laughs) Uh, Great movie, though. (laughs) But overall, a great movie. If you haven't watched it, definitely worth the watch. Especially if you like Creature Features, especially if you like Creature Features. This is definitely one of the good ones. Yes. But thank you guys for joining us. And please comment and let us know what you thought of the movie. If you would like to recommend a movie for us to review or tea you think we should try um, and you would like to keep up to date with our content, you can find us on YouTube, Instagram, Twitter, Facebook, (laughs) Twitch, and most places that you can listen to podcasts. (laughs) (laughs) And if you'd like to support the podcast, please consider subscribing, like, and sharing our content. We also have a Teespring if you'd like to support us monetarily. And all of the sites and everything will be mentioned down in the links below. We do also have the tea and where you can watch the movie linked below as well. And until the next time, guys, stay safe and stay spoopy. Bye! Bye.